Central Indiana. Hello to you and you and you and you and you. <laughs> this is a little show called The First Day. On January 29th, I'm Terry Stacy, along with producer Kylan Towley. Good morning. Happy first part of your day with us on First Day. Denny Smith is here. Morning, girls. How are you? We're good. It's a great day. Good, good, good. Denny, if you don't know, uh, Home and Garden with Pat Sullivan, Saturdays 9 to 1. All right, I'm going to start your uh, Saturday. Or, no, that's not Saturday. <laughs> Sunday already, <laughs> just like that. That's the first day. Uh, uh, here's your Sunday riddle. In a calendar you would find Sunday before Monday, where would you find Monday before Sunday? Ding, 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 ding. All of them? Ding, 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 you ding, said in which ding, calendar? Ding. In a calendar. Oh, in a calendar you find Sunday before Monday. But where would you find Monday before Sunday? Alphabet. No, just kidding. <laughs> Dictionary. We were close. We weren't there, though. Dictionary is right, little one. Wow. Ding, 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 ding. We're starting off strong. Ding, 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 That's three-dimensional thinking when you can do those. It certainly is. And she beat the timer, too, which is awesome. Happy birthday to you if you're celebrating a birthday. Guess how old Tom Selleck is today? Tom Selleck would be 76. <gasps> you are close. 78. 78. Tom Selleck, ladies, he's 70. He's almost 80 years old. Can you believe it? Magnum P.I. And he was just one of the original cool guys. And now he's become really a, a role model for fathers. He is a good man. Yeah, he's a he good really man. Is a he good really man. is a good man. Oh, and he's handsome, too. Uh, Did still. you mention that? I didn't mention that. Oprah. Oprah's having a birthday today. How old is Oprah? Uh, 64. Nope. Kylan, take your guess. Higher, you can just tell me higher or lower than 64. Um, oh gosh. Uh, I'm going to guess higher. 69. <gasps> really? What? is almost 70 years old. She's better preserved oh, than I am. She's a beautiful lady. Got Oprah, good, good almost complexion. 70 years old, celebrating 69 today. One of the wealthiest women in, in Indiana. Uh-huh. She lives in northern Indiana. Doors just opened at the fairgrounds for the final day of the Indianapolis Home Show. We've got professional bull riding at Gainbridge Fieldhouse at 145. In case you, you're looking for something to do. You think you'd want to do that? No, I don't, and I'm an animal lover, so I. That's all I'll say. It just feels funny to me to see. The, I, I don't. I don't know. I, don't I never want to ride. A, I never wanted to ride a bull, but I always wanted to ride a bronc. You know, they cinch up their their quarters, and uh, I always thought I could uh, ride a ride a horse. Yeah, well, I love riding horses, but not not that. And I, I want to say this too, and it's kind of interesting. But do you all remember Fanchon Singer from Fox Fifty Nine? Yes, beautiful lady, beautiful host, anchor. Uh, she has a bull that's here today, I think, and its name is Stinger. Uh, they what can make name. money off those bulls. Sting. She always wanted, and she's really one. I think the first black woman owner of a bull. <laughs> well, you don't think of black women in cowboys, right? You know, at, I, I at, don't know. I just think at I the rodeo. I'm, at this moment, I'm so distracted because my friend Heidi is here. Our friend Heidi, who works here at WIBC and Digital, she has come in with her baby. And when I say baby, it's her baby. It's a little black dog it is the with a stubby little dog. tail. She brings this dog in here. I mean, it's beautiful. A little black and white. What is it called? A Boston. A, a what? A Boston. Uh, okay. Well, anyway. Boston Terrier Miniature Pincher. Yeah, Boston Terrier with a miniature, miniature pincher mix. Yeah, and somebody gets points for extra effort <laughs> to get that cross. Hey, and little girl. This little dog walks around here. It brings us all joy when she's able to come to the studio. And... um. 
This little dog loves balloons and the fact that it just carries the balloon around very gently in its mouth and, and like a pacifier. And, and doesn't matter the color, but never breaks the balloon. And it's the sweetest thing to see this little black and white tiny dog that's fierce uh, with a balloon in its mouth walking around with it we like it's a pacifier. Earlier. One of the reasons I hate winter is because our little dog goes out and her paws are just so cold. Oh, and yeah. she gets out there in the wind chill. And in December, yeah. she literally started crying when she was walking on the snow. And I'm going, oh, baby, just do your business. I'll carry you in. I know. Oh, it's but... been a tough time for the animals when we have the snow. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Heidi, you okay? It's good, to see you. it's good to see you. She won't come near the mic. I know her. She will not come. She's standing well, way be, beyond, and she won't come we'll near it. We'll point her I, to the end of the table where she can get chocolate yeah. donuts that you brought oh, in Oh, yeah. The have bakery. a donut. Have yeah. a donut, Heidi. It's good to see you. You, too. you working? Doing a little work? I'm getting some uh, breakfast. Yeah. And, and then you're out? Okay. She's stopping by to pick up some stuff. Yeah. Heidi, you too. It's awful good to see you. Heidi. And her little dog. It's a beautiful... You listen to the last Sunday in uh, January. The last Sunday in January, and um, the doomsday clock <clears throat> has been reset. It's moved its time to 90 seconds to midnight. 90 seconds? To midnight. So, what, what do you think about that? Is that just fear manipulation? What is that? I don't know what it really is. I really don't. I mean, I've studied... I've looked at it and I've seen what it's done. It's 10 seconds closer than it's been for the past three years. The doomsday clock, um, it, it was due, due largely moving it up to not... Well, not exclusively to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. So it sounds like when there's war and there's, you know, uh, climate and yeah. all of the things, tech, advancing technology, COVID-19, I think they mentioned is something that also moved this clock up. I don't know what happens when it's finally hit midnight. <laughs> I don't know if, if, if what that will really I try mean. To be, I try to be just, objective, but I yeah. just think that they're trying to scare us. So. I don't know. And I'm the Boy Scout, you know. I'm well, pre BB prepared, the model of the Boy Scouts, but... Well, no President thanks. Trump has been, he's, you know, out there campaigning over the weekend. He was out Saturday, I believe, uh, New Hampshire, uh, one of the Carolinas. I can't remember. But it's interesting, <clears throat> excuse me, that former President Donald Trump said he would build an impenetrable dome over the U.S. if he's reelected as president, um, as he warned of the possible catastrophe of World War III. Now, in my brain, because I'm not very smart, I thought, how do you build a dome? No, the, well, remember the United when, States, right, Kylan? Am I right? You yeah. think, well, how would it, how would we, if you build it over the United States, do we, does it, well, how do, you know, planes, how do they get through it? It sounds like he, a Hunger Games no. dome. No, he means, they, remember the Israelis had the Iron Dome. Well, there you go. It was done go. with Patriot missiles, and it, it, it senses anybody coming in to threaten you, and it right. blows them to smithereens. But when you... And I understand that now after I looked it up. <laughs> you know, Pat says that there's a dome over Carmel. Well, right. Oh, yeah. They right. don't let the snow come in. That's why the streets it's are so beautiful clean. Beautiful temperature, yeah. climate control, yeah. the whole thing. But uh, anyway, okay, so I want that. <laughs> I'd like to have the impenetrable dome now that I know exactly what it is. And we should all have that. We Don't you think? No, I'm not trying to be too scared. But if something's coming, I want I want an impenetrable dome. Uh, we've always been assured that nothing can attack the United States, but 9-11 changed all that, and we've seen these little uh, other penetrations come through. It's got our undivided attention. Oh, let's hope that the okay. military's on their A-game. All right. I just thought I would bring that up. 
I just thought it was interesting. Terry, this is supposed to be a happy day. It. And it is a happy day. Despite the gloomy skies, we do have 42 degrees, and that looks pretty good. Coming if, up. If you do need a sunny place to go, Garfield Park Conservatory is open. Free admission, 1 to 5 p.m. today. So oh. a great place to just go if you aren't happy with the rainy weather. Yeah. That's a great place to just kind of escape to. That yeah. works. Next hour, Denny Smith is going to bring to us um, a hypnotist. We're going to talk about hypnotizing yourself to stop all the bad things that you do or something else. I, I hope know. I hope that's the case. We'll find out. This was my hypnotism instructor. I think I'm, I I'm think this is hypnotist. interesting. I think this is interesting. Will you let I me hypnotize you sometime? Uh no. No. <laughs> but, <laughs> but coming up after the break, we've got the stars of Indy's longest running live show, The Mind Tripping Show. Christian and Catalina will join us next. You're listening to the first day on 93 WIBC. WIBC. It is Terry Stacy, and if you're looking for something fun to do this weekend and beyond, you need to check out the Mind Tripping Show. Now, this is Indy's longest-running live theater show at the Downtown Hilton Hotel that features interactive mind reading and psychological illusions and comedy. It's a really a one-of-a-kind show that people just rave about, people of all ages. And joining us now are the stars of the show, Christian and Catalina. Thank you both so much for talking to us for a few minutes. Thanks for having us. For more than 20 years, you've been performing your mind-tripping show. Together, over 2,500 shows all over the world. You live here in Indiana. But Catalina, how? tell us how the two of you met. Sure. So I'm originally from Michigan, so I'm a transplant into the Hoosier State. Um, but Christian and I were both in the Army, and we met in Fort Bragg, North Carolina. And uh, destiny took its. <laughs> took it, took it, yeah, destiny happened after that. <laughs> well, thank you both for serving. First and foremost, for serving, Catalina. What led you in the direction of serving our country? Yeah, kind of crazy story. So I was after high school, and I started out at Michigan State. That's my alma mater. Mater. I did graduate from there, um, but I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. So. Uh, after my freshman year, I, a recruiter was really good from the Army. He found me, and he said, what do you want to do? And I said, I'm not sure. And so led me down the path, went to the recruiter's office, and from there I started out in the uh, reserves. And then I went into ROTC at Michigan State and graduated and um, went into the active duty Army. That is awesome. And Christian, for you, what led you in that direction of serving? Well, I, uh, I was at, actually I was in IUPUI doing classes and I couldn't figure out exactly what I wanted to do or be or get my degree in. And then uh, I wandered into a a recruiting office and, you know, they promised to travel the world and (laughs) see stuff and do things. And I went, oh, that sounds exciting. You're young. You don't know all this, right? You're like, yeah, I'm okay. Am I signing stuff now? It looks like I'm signing stuff. Oh, looks like I'm I'm on my way. Oh, they are very good at their job. That's for sure. (laughs) But bless your hearts, and uh, we are grateful, truly grateful for your service. So the two of you meet, and then the idea of a show. So how does this all happen? <laughs> well, I was uh, I was always inter- involved in entertainment, uh, a lot of comedy. I did some comedy clubs early on, even when I was in college. And then, uh, then after I joined the Army, uh, it took me a while, but I got kind of back into it. And then while we were stationed in Germany, I hooked up with uh, a gentleman there 
named Timo Mark, who is now a pretty popular performer in Germany. And we were doing shows together, and I really liked doing a show with someone. And then when we came back to the United States, I told my wife, I said, well, I really like working with somebody on stage, so I think you should be in the show. <laughs> really? That's yeah, it? I really had no no uh, desire to, to be on stage, so to speak. I might be in the back helping out and doing the stage managing stuff, but... Being on stage wasn't really a thought. No, yeah, it was a surprise. It's really, I, I tried. I was on the way to a show, and I just said, hey, I think you're going to be in this show. And, she, and her eyes got big, and I'm like, yeah, it's too late. You're in the car. <laughs> you know, it's turned out to be a huge success, the two of you together, and the show that you, you really perform for all of us, which is very interactive. The mind-reading part of it all, the illusions, Where did when did that jump in to be a part of your show? So Christian is definitely the funny guy. You are right. He is the comedian. He's so good at interacting with the audience and, you know, just having a great time with them. I'm more the straight person, although, you know, we love it. We laugh. We have a good time. Um, So we do. That fun is throughout the whole show. Um, As far as the psychological part, I mean, both of us have always kind of been interested in psychology. He majored in psychology at IUPUI. And so we both just kind of studied it. And I guess that's kind of what we loved you know, incorporating all the fascinating things about how our minds work and, and yeah, go ahead. No, no. And so, well, I think you covered it. Yeah. I was going to say some stuff, but (laughs) (laughs) you know, how long have you been married? The two of you, (laughs) Catalina? Oh, we've been married 27 years. Crazy, huh? Congratulations. That's awesome. That's Catalina. Christian is her husband. They do a show called The Mind Tripping Show at the Downtown Hilton Hotel. And they do it year-round, mindtrippingshow.com. They've got a couple shows coming up this weekend. But I'm telling you, couples and families, everybody loves The Mind Tripping Show. It is described as a mix of candid camera and the twilight zone. But Christian, what can you can explain what is a comedy? comedy mind reading show like can you describe it well it is difficult in fact uh, early on we had trouble uh doing some of the marketing because how do you describe a show like this but we wanted uh people to have fun that was number one we want you to just be able to relax and have a good time and at the same time scratching your head like what just happened i'm laughing but i don't know what just happened and then with Catalina reading their minds and taking them down different paths and taking a left turn but if you remember the old candid camera thing we enjoy that because you think you know where it's going and then they they give you that left turn and that's kind of what we want to do is that uh, little surprise always at the end that makes you laugh and smile I know you've been doing the show, as we mentioned, over 20 years around the country, more than 10 here in downtown Indianapolis. And the show itself, if you saw the show five years ago, would the show still be the same? Or do you is the show different every time you perform because you always have a different audience? Well, um, well, of course, with the pandemic, yeah, <laughs> that was a nice little interesting little three years right there. Um, so it has definitely changed from five years ago. We do try and incorporate a couple new pieces every year, um, but that just takes, uh, you know, time to make it a, a great piece. We don't just want to throw something in. We really work it, make sure it fits. It fits us and who we are. Um, so. Um, it won't change significantly from necessarily from year to year, but from five years, yes, the ch- to today, yes, the show has changed significantly. But, Terry, you're right. It's also the audiences that make it different because when people uh, say things or have fun with us and we're able to ride that and it makes it a whole different experience, sometimes 
um, some of the teenagers just make it fun because, uh, you know, I'll call them out because, you know, a lot of times teenagers get drugged there by their parents, you know, like, hey, you're going to have some culture tonight. Go to the, You're going to this live show. And you see them in the beginning of the show sitting there going, I could be Snapchatting right now or Minecraft or something. And so I'll call them out and then, and then that creates them. And once they realize, oh, gosh, this is fun. It's fun to watch them kind of turn around and, and have a lot of fun. The first time that you ever did the show together, was the show an immediate success, Catalina? <laughs> uh, uh, no, we would, no. Uh, let's not talk about that. Yeah. Let's, no, everything is, uh, it's all. Well, um, no, because yeah. you have to figure out who you are. First, we have to figure out who we are as individuals, who we are as a couple. Right. You know, what what is our interaction? Yeah. Um, I mean, it, well, not only that, okay, we're married, we started a business, we're performing together, so figuring out the roles for each of us uh, was not an easy process, I'm not going to lie. I mean, it did take time. It took us a few years to figure that out, who was doing what. Um, but once we figured out, that was the key, because then... Oh, it made life so much easier. Yeah. yeah, once you once I found out that I was an employee, <laughs> I was able to. Okay. You're pretty, I'm pretty. I'm pretty. <laughs> Listen, I really am so glad that we got a chance to meet you. And we wanted to introduce you again to everybody. The reviews include fun, humorous, mind-boggling. You will leave wondering, how did they do that? It is a great date night or group of friends activity in downtown Indy. It really is for all ages, isn't it? Well, it's actually for ages 13 and older, so teenagers and older. So please, no small children. It's not meant for, it's meant for adults uh -huh. to have a night out um, for themselves. And teenagers are fine because most adults can deal with teenagers. And, you know, they understand. It's a totally clean show. It's never been any, right. you know, blue material. But we want to keep it a cabaret show where you yep. can have some drinks and not worry about, you know, toddlers or, or children. Yeah, yeah. So sure. Teenagers, no. <laughs> sure. Okay. Catalina, can you read my mind right now? <laughs> Here, you want to come to the show, so come on to the show. <laughs> okay. Okay. Again, if you want in looking for entertainment for your corporate events or your private parties, go to mindtrippingshow.com for information and tickets to their show at the downtown Hilton. We've got a show on Friday night. We've got a show on Saturday night. Anything else that you want to tell our audience about your show? Um, you know, it's, I think, wow, you have I covered it. She's amazing. <laughs> Well, you know. I feel like I'm not doing my job anymore. <laughs> you are fantastic. Marvelous. She did. You did fantastic. Oh, thank you. Catalina and Christian, the mind-tripping show at the Downtown Hilton Hotel. Truly one of the longest-running live shows there is in downtown Indianapolis. Go to mindtrippingshow.com. Thank you. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. 10.30 and 42 degrees in downtown Indianapolis. Kylan? Some trending stories for you before we go into the bottom of the hour news with Fox News. We have the Green Comet, which you know we've talked about it before. The it Green is, Comet! It's hard to see with the cloud cover. Yes, it is. And it has been a lot of cloudy days. But the best day where it's going to be theoretically 
what they've said to be the brightest day to see the green comet is February 1st. So this week, try and get out and see it if you can get away from the city lights and hopefully find a good day where it's not cloudy to go out and see it. Maybe bring a little mini telescope with you. Okay. Sounds good. That's Wednesday. Good. Wednesday. Yes. That's yep. Wednesday. So Got Tuesday it. or Wednesday, get out there. I had to put it in my calendar because I forgot about it. And I'm the one saying stuff about the green comet. <laughs> Can't wait. Oh. Hope you get to see it. We just yes. haven't seen the sun, Kai. Exactly. And that's another thing. That's another whole trending story in and of itself is yeah. that the sun has not been out. You they had call shared it, some... They call it yeah. annual comparative production. And this year is half of what it was last year. And that's terrible. Last terrible. year was the best annual production numbers that we've seen in several years, but this year is crappy. Yeah, that's, is that an official that's solar word? A, a word that I think Kylan uh, did not have to bleep out. I think <laughs> no, you can say that. No, but the meteorologists now. would like to use it. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then some trending story for just your Indianapolis Devour Indies. Last week is this week. It ends on February 5th, which is next Sunday. But get out there, go enjoy some good restaurants and you some did good Mexican. Food. What, oh, what Mexican did you do? <laughs> I've eaten a few different restaurants. Even eaten at a few different restaurants so far. I ate at Tavern on the Point to start off devour indie week i ate at livery yesterday which is the food that i was showing denny earlier Mm. some empanadas some i had paella paella Mm. and then i thought you were gonna say peyote oh that's a hallucinogenic (laughs) you can't get those at the restaurant oh and she is talking a little slower today (laughs) i mean she's usually going 100 miles that's just the food coma that's just the food coma we'll just say that Thank you, Kylan. Coming up, two friends are opening up a new bakery on Tuesday. They'll join us next on 93 WIBC. Yeah, I woke up feeling grateful, thankful. Everything that I pray for came so. I be feeling so grateful. Got me feeling so grateful. Yeah, I woke up feeling grateful. 93 WIBC. It's Terry Stacy. We want to shine a light on a brand new business. It's opening up its doors. I'm not sure if I would call it a brand new business, though. I'll explain here in just a second. But there's a new business opening up its doors on Tuesday. And joining us now from Mama Bird Bakery is co-owner Jessica Claddy and Katie Jacobowski. We are so glad to meet you, ladies. How are you? We're doing good. Good. Jessica, what were you doing before you decided to open a bakery with Katie? I was a full-time social worker, so I worked for several years with um, Child Protective Services, and then I went into doing stuff with waiver, um, with the waiver fund, so helping people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, and I did that for almost seven years before we decided to join forces and open the bakery. That's a job where I'm guessing baking, doing something that can distract you a little bit when you need to wind down. I'm guessing, is that where you found your love of baking? Uh, Yes. It it became um, kind of like my nighttime therapy. I would put all my kids to bed and you know husband would go watch sports on, on tv and i would just sit and decorate and make cookies and it was kind of my way to have an outlet for everything that happened during the normal work hours katie what were you doing well i have been primarily a stay-at-home mama for about 15 years i would do in-home child care when I felt like I could handle more kids. (laughs) And then for the last few years, I was a music teacher for our church's preschool program before Jess reached out to me and said, hey, what would you think of baking together? Then we kind of started slowly dreaming up 
this bakery. Katie, have the two of you been, it sounds like the two of you have been friends for a long while. How did you two meet? I moved to the area about five years ago, and Jessica and I at the time attended the same church and became friends that way. And then as a preschool music teacher, I had Jessica's kids at our preschool, so our lives have crossed in lots of ways. But but yes, we've been friends for about five years. Okay, Jessica, how was the bakery born? Like I said, I, I first started just making cookies out of my home. Um, it was... The whole mama bird was kind of um, a play on words. My oldest, who's 18 now, we call her Bird. That's her nickname. So when we were playing around saying that we were having like a bakery inside our house, it was mama for me, bird for her, and then cookies. And that's kind of how everything started. And then actually it was Katie one day about three years ago who said, you should really sell these. And I was like, oh, there's no way. I, I am not... I am not gifted enough. And she's like, no, I really think you should. And so I I went home and I, I talked it over with my husband. And he was like, I mean, what's the worst that could happen, right? Like, <laughs> you know, this could be our Disney World fund or, you know, something. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then it just took off. I brought Katie on um, in early 2021 to just help with the immense volume of orders that we are getting. And um, we had some like really special with like the hematology center over at St. Vincent and such so just like some really big accounts that I was just not able to do by myself. And then it was one day in the kitchen, I was like, you know, we could start a bakery together and not have to bake thousands of cookies in my kitchen anymore. And that's how we, how we adapted to this. That's so cool. So, Katie, what was it about Jessica's cookies that made them so good? Her specialty has been the royal icing decorated sugar cookies. Mm. They're beautiful. I had really never seen anything like it. I can tell you, one of the first ones that she made that I was just stunned by was at a Christmas event, and they were snow globes. And they were just the prettiest cookies I'd ever seen. But also, I will tell you, I don't particularly like sugar cookies. (laughs) But these are really good. I've never been a sugar cookie person, but I love our sugar cookies. Like, that's part of why... I started urging her to like think about it. You could absolutely sell these. Also, she made them for a preschool graduation program while I was still teaching. So many parents were just ooing and eyeing over these cookies and saying like, who made these? Can I order these? And so that was really a, hey, if you make these, people will buy them. Yeah, that absolutely. Was that was a sign. That was a sign for sure. So again, Mama Bird Bakery, uh, it's in Plainfield at the bar on Main Street and will open on Tuesday. Jessica, who taught you to bake cookies? Yeah, most of the recipes that we use come from either mine or Katie's family or a close friend. Like the sugar cookie recipe was the cookies that my mom made every Christmas. And so that is like Mm. the cinnamon roll recipe that we have. It's my grandmother's that she wrote down during home at class when she was 13 years old. So in like 1953, she thought I I need to write down this cinnamon roll recipe and that's the one we're using i mean so a lot of it is just recipes we've either found that we really enjoyed or our families enjoyed that we kind of played and adapted 
needed to make it really good and you know ready for the bakery or just recipes from our home and from our family so um yeah the sugar cookie recipe is my mom's she we made it every year for christmas mama bird bakery okay so what's on your menu when you open the doors on tuesday so we will have lots of breakfasty pastries so hand pies that will be savory um homemade pop tarts um we will also have scones and muffins, cinnamon rolls, coffee cake. Coffee cake, yes. Oh. Uh, shortbread bars. Oh. Brownies. We have a few vegan and gluten-free items that we'll have on the menu. One of those is a, another bar. We'll have Danish. Um, and then a variety of cookies. That's obviously that's kind of what we've become known for. Yeah. So we'll have our favorites. We'll always have a snickerdoodle. We'll always have a chocolate chip cookie. Uh, we'll always have sugar cookies, and then we'll change up a few other cookie options seasonally. Uh, we'll always have macarons. That's another mm. one of our items. Am I missing anything? And we partnered with Tinker Coffee. Oh. So we'll also have um, a variety of coffee options available. Okay. And what are your hours? Tuesday through Sunday, okay. 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. And then the website, is it mamabirdbakery.com? Yes. And again, their grand opening is on Tuesday on Main Street in Plainfield, 234 East Main in Plainfield. Again, open daily Tuesday through Sunday, 7 to 2. Jessica and Katie, are you so excited? You must be so excited. <laughs> we, uh, we are. We're so, we're so excited. When we started, we really wanted to build a place that we wanted to come and yeah. making sure that anyone who walks through our doors feels welcome. Um, so making sure that we... Everyone is welcome to our table. So we, you will see um, individuals who have disabilities who are working for us. All of our stuff, um, we made a big deal to make sure that we have ADA accessible chairs and um, that kind of stuff that we just, we want everyone to be able to come in and settle in and enjoy some really good pastries and coffee and just hang out with us. Did you ever dream that you would have a bakery? No. <laughs> no, I didn't. It actually was one of, one of the people I supported, she um, desperately wanted to work at a high chain um, coffee shop and they during one of our meetings said you know she's not fast enough and that was the light bulb moment that I was like oh this can't be right like I can't live in a world where somebody can't work somewhere because they're told they're not fast enough like I need like at least for my community like I need to change this and so that's kind of what what kind of pulled at my heartstrings to start this. So it, it all worked together, but no, I never in a million years thought I would have a bakery on Main Street in Plainfield. <laughs> oh my gosh, Katie, you either. Was this, is this is, it must be kind of a dream come true. Yeah, I will tell you, the first time Jess approached me about the idea of opening a bakery, I remember that I was like, oh, that would be so fun. <laughs> and then later that night, I told my husband about it. I was like, there's no way we can do this. <laughs> I, said, I said, there's no way I could do this. And I said, but then just kind of, we just kept dreaming together, I guess, is a good way to put it, and talking about, okay, what would this look like? How would we make this work? And um, and it didn't take too long before I I was on like on board with it and and realized okay 
okay, we could do this. We can make this yeah. work. One of the things that Jessica did for Mama Bird Cookies was she would do these occasional porch sales where you could come and peruse cookies. And most of the time it was custom orders where people would order a large amount of cookies for a birthday or a bridal shower or something like that. And so this was an opportunity for people to come and buy Halloween themed cookies, you know, and you could just come and get a few or something like that. Yeah. And so when I joined forces with Jess and we would do porch sales, that is how kind of how I imagine our days baking at the bakery will feel where we we were just both baking, excuse me, all day together. Those days were so fun, Terry. They were just really like it's fun for us to work together. But that really made me realize, okay, we can do this. We can absolutely do this. We love and support mom and pop stores, although this is mom and mom's store. Mama Bird Bakery at the Barlow, been daily Tuesday through Sunday, 7 to 2. Good luck Thank to you. you. Congratulations. Thank you, so much. Thank you so much, ladies. Thank you. Bye. Thank Bye-bye. you. <laughs> Thank you. It's 1046 right now. We're going to have some more local food news coming up in this next segment on WIBC First Day with Terry Stacy. It is 10.50 here at 93 WIBC. Good morning to you, Terry Stacy, Denny Smith, Kylan Talley. Good morning. You know what that song means. Food it's news. some food news. Do it. First day food news. There are some congratulations that need to be made. Did you see about the two local chefs that made it into the next round? Let me pull it up real quick. Oh, great. I know, I know. All right, so. They made it into. The semifinalists for the 2023 Beard Foundation Restaurant and Chef Awards. That's a big deal. Were announced. And so two of the chefs here in Indianapolis, we have Bluebeard's chef and then Ninth Street Bistro's chef as well. Good for them. Yes, congratulations, congratulations guys. That's, a, that's an amazing Huge. thing. That's pretty cool. And then some not cool news. (laughs) Black Acre Brewing Company is closing its doors on Saturday, February 4th. Are they really? They are. So if you want to. And because of just. They didn't say. Probably. Yeah. They didn't say anything, so I'm going to guess it's finances. In comparison to Mug and Bun, where he's just ready to move yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Denny, well, we still got our eye out. We still got our eye out. That's right. So if you want to go support them in their last week, go check them out. Black Acre Brewing Company. Okay. And then again, just a reminder, Devour Indie. Go to devourindie.com to find all the selective participating restaurants yep. in Devour Indie because it's it's such good deals. It's a last day. All right. And then finally, Steak and Shake is adding a new shake to their menu. It is? They are. A new white chocolate shake made with Ghirardelli. Oh, my. <gasps> Ooh. Which makes me kind of sad because Steak and Shake has been on the down for me. I feel like they've just kind of lost their popularity and yeah. they're... They had a tough time yeah, through COVID and everything. They're having a tough so time bad. like everybody. Maybe we should buy that restaurant, too. Oh, buy a franchise. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Good luck. That's one business I always said I never wanted to be in. I've, I've been in the brewery business. I, I was an investor, and boy, that's a tough gig. There's such competition. Such competition. It continues to just grow and grow and grow. Yeah. Uh, all right, it is 1051, and before, we've been having a conversation off the air. 
We've been having a fight. Not really a fight. It's Sunday and we don't fight. A heated discussion. It's just an interesting discussion. This show <laughs> called The First Day. This show has been around when I was a kid. I remember that this show was on the radio mm-hmm. as we had our breakfast sitting around the table. And uh, so it's been around a long time. And when I started doing this show, I don't even know how many years I'm ago. I'm laughing because you're trying to get this story out. I know. I'm, well, <laughs> when I started this show... I, I thought about the first day. Why do we call this show the first day? But I let it go because it was here before I I was. The first day. So, Kylan, Parker. Parker Carlson, the news guy. Right. He came in. The show wasn't even started. This was 7 a.m. in the morning. He right. came in and rocked my world. He said, all right, is Sunday the first day or the last day of the week? Uh-oh. I know. And we've talked about this with Matt Bear. I've talked to him about it. But I, I said to him, I've introduced the show as this is the first day. Why is it called the first day? Because this is the first day of the week. It depends on your perspective. I mean, what? Right. It, it's really a religious connotation in the Christian and the Jewish faith. Oh, there's Parker this right is, now. You this, is last, this is the yeah, last day of the week. On the seventh day, God rested. Isn't that right, Parker? That's exactly what we brought up. I was talking with Kylan. But we can't change the name of the show. And again, it depends. I'm looking (laughs) at information right in front of me me right now. Um, And it says, according to international standard, Sunday is the seventh day of the week. But countries like the United States, Canada, and Australia categorize Sunday as the first day of the week. Can you imagine the show being... The last day, Sunday at 10 o'clock. When you first mentioned, let's call it the last day, I thought, well, you know, that's not bad. That's not bad. Start your morning thinking of the last day. But Parker. A perfect end to the weekend. Yeah. Parker, what would you change the name to? The last day. I mean, you I think would that's call perfect. it the yeah. last day. There, that's got such George Norrie connotations it. to it. I don't want to think about an apocalypse or like the last. It know. gives me Last Supper vibes. That's not I what don't I'm. Know. Not, no, Terry well, Stacy's too positive. Uh, that was on no. a that was on a Thursday too, by the way. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Some argue that Saturday is the original day of rest, as you both have said. All of you have said, making it the true last day of the week, and Sunday the first day in a new one. Others say that Sunday is the last day of the week end, and should be treated as the final day of the week. So, which is it? We don't know. Um, we don't know. It depends on your religious connotations. The, the Jews and the Christians clearly see Sunday as the first day, but it's the last day of the weekend. So culturally, what does it look like on our calendars? It, when you look at the calendar, you get you have in my planner. Calendar. Yeah, it's in your Monday planner. as the start of the day. But culturally, the way people think of Mondays, oh, it's Monday. I have to start my week. That is so sad. I don't I like that at all. It. So I'd start with a Sunday. Let's start on a good note and then have a good start into the week. And then Monday's going to be a little bit better, right? Well, well, the Sunday, you know, it's the last day to relax for the week. You know, I, Saturday, you're out, is. you're doing things, you're having fun. Sunday, you decompress. You get ready to start your next week Right, and that's why we don't do politics. Hey, Parker. <laughs> hey, Parker, can you imagine the promo? Join us on Sunday for the last day. Yeah, end out your week with Terry Stacy. Depends on how you say it. For the last day. You know, you got to go up. It's the last (laughs) day. You don't go. Terry Stacy. Go out on a high note. It sounds like Terry's dying. Terry, are you dying? No. Well, I mean, we all are. But I mean, you know, the last day. Give her time. No. That you're listening to the last day. I don't know. Yeah. 
Uh, oh, yeah, we got to go. We have a whole call minute. Let's call it. If you have suggestions, send them in to terry at wibc.com. Terry's with an I. Or, does that email even work? I heard you giving well, those mine, out yesterday. Mine does. Denny Yours at does. wibc.com. I'm sure mine works You know that what? Way. Screw, screw the email. Listen to her mouth. I, she had, no, she I am tired of this. I am tired of this. This is Parker. I'm blaming this on you. I'm glad that my offhanded comment can cause such a fight. I think it's an interesting conversation. Go to Facebook, First Day with Terry Stacy, and just message us post That's on our cool. board any of that should so the show change it. should the name change because this is not really the first day of the week in your opinion is sunday the last day or the first day of the week Okay, that's our question. This is an important. This could important be. We could maybe we could start a question every week. Maybe we could have a poll every Ooh, week. That sounds like That'd a be fun. Sunday question. Can we do polls on the yeah, last day? Sh- the last day poll minute. question. Ooh, I'll start posting them Sunday morning. You can Parker, thanks for stirring the biscuits, son. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. Hypnotist Tim Sure joins us next half hour. You're listening to the first day, the last day, whatever, on 93 WIBC. I'm easy like Sunday morning.